Hello and welcome to another episode of A Hepa Talk. Today, I want to talk to you about October 28th, at least October 28th every year, because it's always the anniversary of something called Oshi Day. It's a day dedicated to one word, no. It marks the start of the first defeat of the Axis powers of World War II. And yes, it is a World War II story, but it can be applied to much of what happens today. In 1940 Europe, the world was embroiled in World War II. Countries were choosing sides whether they wanted to or not. Some countries tried to stay neutral, but were unable to because of geography or any other innumerable issues. At the time, the Prime Minister of Greece was one Ioannis Metaxas. He was Prime Minister of Greece and he was pretty much the strongman of his time. Not exactly the most popular guy, but he still was Prime Minister. So on October 8th of 1940, at 3 o'clock in the morning, the Italian ambassador to Greece delivered an ultimatum from Italian dictator Benito Mussolini. It demanded that Italian military forces were allowed free passage to enter through Greek territory and to occupy specific strategic sites in the country without opposition. Prime Minister Metaxas was one of those world leaders who was struggling to find a way to remain neutral in the conflict. However, upon receiving this message, he realized that was no longer an option. His reply was one word. No. Or, if you speak Greek, Oshi. And that was the beginning. What followed was roughly six months of battles, counterattacks. It would lead to the death of Prime Minister Metaxas of an infection. His successor, Alexandros Korzis would commit suicide rather than surrender to the Germans. However, what transpired during that time period was an amazing story of defiance against evil. What Mussolini expected to be a quick victory turned into, after a week, a rough slog. And in fact, his forces were pushed back, ultimately pushed back even into Albania. And it was not until the German forces joined with the Italian forces in April that the military lines started to push forward into Greece. Now, the story of October 28th and Oichide is quite common. That's what everyone knows. The Greeks said no. The Italians lost the first battle. The Allies had their first victory against the German war machine. And, in fact, when the Germans were forced to go into Greece, it delayed their attack on Russia long enough to force them to go during the winter time and hurt them even further. However, one thing I really want to get into is what was going on with the Greeks in the rest of the world. The Greeks who were the newest members of the American melting pot. What were they doing? For that, we take you to August of 1940, where it was time for the 17th Supreme Convention of the Order of Ahepa on August 11th through the 17th of 1940. At that time, well, you know what? Let me go back. For those who don't know, the Order of Ahepa is the oldest Hellenic civil rights group in the United States, in fact, in the world. It was founded in 1922 by eight gentlemen who wanted to fight the prejudice that was out there, and they wanted to unify those of Hellenic descent who had come to the United States to live the American dream. And they founded the organization 
and dedicated it to that mission. And it's grown in its century of existence beyond just the immigration, but to truly making people the best they can be and part of the American dream. One of the things they did at this convention was pass a resolution rededicating the order and its members to the principles of democracy, human freedom, and renouncing tyranny and despotism, and urging an immediate aid to England and her struggles during the conflict. What this does is rededicates its membership to the purpose of what is going on in the world. They all knew what was happening. Most people expected Greece to be on Hitler's target list. In fact, it was one of the top nine countries he wanted to take. It was in the Mediterranean Sea, it had islands throughout, and they could be used as bases for naval operations. What a Supreme Convention does is it provides an annual gathering of people to exchange ideas, make contacts, and express themselves as one unified body. And much of that is exactly what happened. Obviously, when October 28th happened, when the ensuing events followed, those people of Greek descent who were here took action. When the United States entered World War II, the order became one of the prime motivators of selling U.S. war bonds. Its members joined the military. In fact, if you hear an earlier video about the Greek battalion, the order of Ahepa was instrumental in finding recruits for that very special battalion. The Order of Ahepa, in addition to raising money for war bonds, collected food for food relief. And in fact, Shreveport, the Ahepa chapter in Shreveport, bought a U.S. bomber, as in an airplane, for the war effort. Those that lived in the United States were not just observers. They were invested. They participated. They didn't just see it as something happening over there. And for many who were here in the United States as immigrants, as now citizens naturalized, that was their roots, but the United States was their home. Many of those of Hellenic descent viewed the United States as the natural progression of the democratic process that was started all those centuries ago in ancient Greece. The defeat of the Italian army, though brief, changed the attitude in the war. It was the first defeat of the Axis powers. Media outlets at that time compared the unexpected victory to the famous battles of the American Revolution at Lexington, Valley Forge, or even Bunker Hill. Spain Spain was so impressed with the defeat of the Italians by the Greeks that it signed a financial treaty with England stating it will not join the Axis. It was a moment, but the moment was brief. The Germans, seeing that their Italian allies were in trouble, diverted military forces from their planned Barbarossa mission to invade Russia and bolster the Italian forces. The result was approximately 30 days in April of 1941, which took the Germans joining the attacks on Greece to complete the occupation. What followed was famine, death, and destruction. What followed was a three-way occupation of the Hellenic Republic. The countries of Germany, Bulgaria, and Italy divided up the country for whatever military purposes they needed. Greece was seen as something little more than a source of raw materials, food, and labor. Hermann Goering basically said he didn't care if Greeks died so long as Germans didn't go hungry. 
During that time, roughly a thousand people were dying every day. Only one out of seven children survived. Yet, while this part is really tragic, you should also take heart because many of the military forces did not surrender what they did at least those that still lived, or had not escaped, they retreated into the mountains. They then conducted sabotage. They observed. They joined forces with commando groups that came in to disrupt the Axis power supply lines. They provided intelligence for ship movements. There's a famous American poster from World War II which proudly proclaims, Greece fights on. While it is still unfortunate that the victory against the Axis was short-lived. It was still the first victory. On October 18, 2019, the U.S. House of Representatives passed a resolution declaring October 28th Day in recognition of that august event. Every year in Greece on October 28th is a day of celebration where the country stood firm against the forces of tyranny. Winston Churchill, said, Greeks don't fight like heroes. Heroes fight like Greeks. But we should also take note of what U.S. President Franklin D. Roosevelt said. He framed it for the ages as follows. On the 28th of October, 1940, Greece was given a deadline of three hours to decide on war or peace. But even if a three-day or three-week or three-year were given, the response would have been the same. The Greeks taught dignity throughout the centuries. When the entire world had lost all hope, the Greek people dared to question the invincibility of the German monster, raising against it the proud spirit of freedom. Well, that's everything I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Hepatalk. If you have any ideas, subjects, or interviews that you would like to suggest, please email us at contact at ahepatalk.com. Thank you. Please help us by clicking like, sharing the video, and subscribing to the channel. Don't forget to click on the little bell so you receive notifications of new content.